Thank you for tuning in to Avant Life's weekly podcast. We hope this message inspires you, stirs your faith, and leaves you blessed. Father, we thank you. God, for your goodness in this place. God, we thank you for what 2019 brought with it, what you gave, what you have continued to birth in us. God, we're, th- we're so grateful. Father, we could just sit here for hours and hours and days to just proclaim your goodness for who you are, for what you have done in our lives, what you've done in so many. And we're so grateful, but God, thank you for opening our eyes to what 2020 can be. God, we're excited. Like like kids at Christmas, we can't sit still. Let's get it going. God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your son. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for forgiveness and healing and provision and prosperity and grace and hope and everything good that comes from you. God, we thank you for today and what you're going to speak through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's give God a hand for what he's doing in lives. We're so excited for what's coming up. You can grab your seats. We're going to get ready. Thanks, worship team. Awesome job, you guys. So excited for what is to come here, 2020. Are you excited for it? How was, your, how was Christmas, New Year's? Good? All right. We had a good time. We, uh, we did Christmas Eve service here, which is always a fun, uh, exciting part of, of Christmas. And I love it. I love everything about Christmas. It's different when you become an adult, though, hey? Anybody notice that? It's just different. All of a sudden, it's like, it's the 24th, and I need to do some shopping. So Shoppers Drug Mart it was. Oh, man, I gave great gifts. A little bit of Tupperware. Actually, we did get you some storage containers for some people. They were nice, so they weren't, they weren't from Shoppers Drug Mart. All right. They were amazing, but um, so this this morning we're gonna we're gonna be talking about Pastor Ben and Emma. Are, do we have a video from them? Does that did I kick in? We don't have that. Okay, um, we we are missing them. They're they're out in Australia and just enjoying some good R and R time with family and friends and pastors and and we're excited to have them back next. Uh, they're coming back before that, but next Sunday they're gonna be back and we're excited to have them in the house and stuff. But today you got to put up with me, so my apologies, forgiveness. It's no, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time today, and so I'm I'm excited to you to paint a bit of a picture about what 2020 can be like. And I have not always believed this way. I've not always thought this way. And I thank God for new beginnings. Um, Have you ever done that where you, you, you got really excited about something or you, or you got really passionate about it and maybe a a few months in, a few weeks in, a few years in, you realize maybe that you missed it a bit. I thank God that he, he allows us to have a new beginning. Did you know that every 365 days, there's a what? A new year. A new decade, even every every twenty. How, how many months are in in February? Leap days. <laughs> twenty nine, twenty eight. This is going to be a long t- couple of hours, folks. What's the leap? Is that leap year? Is that March or where's leap year? The whole year. The, uh, anyhow, there's like every. You know, I gotta tell you what. I practiced this at home. It was a lot better than this. Oh, we just about fell off the stage. Anyway, every, every, every few days we get a new month. Every few weeks we get a new, what, Joel? Anyhow, God is, God is into doing exciting things in our life, and that part is true. What I just said before that was a little bit off. But there, and so today I want to talk to you about new beginnings and this whole idea of will you believe? Because God is a great God. God has amazing things. God is excited more than a kid is even at Christmas about what 2020 holds for you. Are we excited for it? 
new beginnings, new things. I wonder what God has birthed in you. I wonder what God set up for you. 2019 might have been a great year for you. It might have been a tough year. It might have been one of the most difficult years of your life. It might have been the most exciting thing. Some of you might have got married. All right. All right. I was waiting for that when I planned. All right. Some of you might have, let me read my notes, had a child. All right. All right. I didn't do that. That's okay. But some of you are believing that this year will be your year that you'll have. You'll get married and maybe have a child in the same year. Does that work? All right. Okay. If you're getting married soon, hopefully. <laughs> Easy now. Easy, folks. But it's exciting. You welcome a new bundle into your life, and, and, and you get excited for what, what's to come. And I think that's fantastic. And, and, and God has got, and I, I, John chapter 10, verse 10, is a verse that I, a staple of my life. Because I grew up in, in a church world that was not fun. And, and I grew up in what we call the, the, the Bible Belt of Manitoba, which is full of um, churches that, that were, yes, they taught Jesus, but it was just done in a way that was so backhanded. You, 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 you felt so horrible for the things you did, the things you thought you were never good enough. It was just religion rules and a whole lot of yuck. So most people, most people, you either fell in line with them or you rebelled. And I definitely didn't want to fall in line, so I did the opposite, and I rebelled. And there is something about when I got a hold of who Jesus was, it made my heart come alive. Because what he is is not this weak, little-willed thing that just, well, God wants you to suffer through life, so he's going to send you off to some island in the middle of nowhere to serve a tuck to yuck or wherever that is. He wants you to go, and he wants to marry somebody that's ugly. He wants you to take, come on now. He wants you to do something that you hate because that's God, and he's going to make you grovel. He's going to put sand in your underpants. He's going to put lice in your hair. God's going to get you, and he's just going to, just because that's who God is. That's not God. I found out as I've served God for 15 some odd years that it just gets better. The Bible says that the, the, the lives of the righteous should get brighter and brighter. And that doesn't mean, oh, and that doesn't mean we don't go through troubles, but it means that serving God, that means you open, that's why I love getting older. <laughs> I'm getting another year older. We won't talk about the age, but there is something about, because you get older, you get wiser, usually. <laughs> so not everybody who gets older, but they're, they're, when you get old, I just love it because you learn to do things better. You get to know God better. You get to know what it means to serve him better. John 10, 10, so I, Jesus says, I came that you would get a life. If there's anything that I would challenge us here as Christians to do, and, and I know that we do this because have, I've been a part of some great churches, and this is a pretty popping church. What I mean by that is there's life here. There's life here. You might say, well, there's not that many chairs. There's a lot of open seats. That's okay. We're still growing. We've got two services. We're excited, but we are a church that gets excited for life. You've seen these lads play soccer. They're excited. You see us do passionate life. This is what God is about. He wants us, Jesus says in John 10, 10, that we should live a life abundantly. Live a life that's large. Live a life, the greatest life you could ever dream of. That's God. But church often, will, religion will teach us that we got to stay broke, dumb until he comes and hope the best that you could, you know, don't, don't dream too big about what you could do because that's pride. Come on, man. The Bible says that we should explore, that we should, we should see all the things that God, I can't wait to see what I can do in 2020. I started, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I started trail running this past year, my first year of trail running, and I got destroyed on these trails. Oh, now that with a bit of experience, I wonder, <laughs> I hired a coach, my, I got for Christmas, what did you get for Christmas? I got a running coach. <laughs> my I think my family's passive aggressive way of saying, Joel, you need to lose some weight. <laughs> It's a joke. It's, I, I asked for it. <laughs> Come on, have a little fun here. It, it, it is, but I, I'm excited for it because she's going to beat me big time. 
Because it's going to be, but it's, I'm, I'm excited for what that could be. The I told her under the goals of what you want to do. I says, I want to do, I says, I don't know what race I want to do. I don't know what thing I want to do. I just want you to, to I want to be the best I can be. And so whatever that means, she's going to challenge. And that's exciting for God. That's what life should be. What challenge in 2020 are you going to take on? What thing are you going to start school and you're excited? You're nervous because you're maybe 20, how old are you, Chelsea? 23, I always forget that, 25, 6, 3, 2, all right, and she's starting school, right, this year? I don't know if that's public knowledge, but it is now, um, so, and, and, and maybe you're starting school for the first time, maybe, maybe you're stepping out to try something different, but God wants you to do this thing all in, he has come to give you life, life to the full, he has come that you can live this life large and excited, why does the world get excited for all the things they do and Christians are supposed to say, stay this, this bland, almost like vanilla ice cream. Sorry if you like vanilla ice cream, but I don't. I, I, maybe on like apple pie or a good apple crisp or, or you know, milkshake. Anyhow, but they're, they're, God wants your life to be so excited. Like when people see you who don't know him, they should get excited. Well, what's this guy about? It's nine in the morning. Did we read that in, in the book of Acts? Have you read that? These people, after they encountered Jesus, encountered Holy Spirit, they were so excited, so pumped, the only thing they could say that they were like was that they had too much to drink. It's okay to laugh about getting drunk. I'm not saying we get drunk, but I'm, I'm saying, what, but is it not, can we not live that life where people see what we have, the depth of who Jesus is, where we can live such bold lives, such lives of love and passion and energy and excitement that people around go, what is that person on? That's how, anyways, that's my introduction. <laughs> Happy New Year! Joel's ready to go, okay. I'm really excited. I'm reading a book right now that is just messing me up, and, and it's, a, it's not a Christian book by no means. This guy says a lot of colorful language, but it is challenging me to be all that I can be. And this guy is a nut when he comes to physical exertion and what he can do and what he allows himself to go through physically and mentally. And he says, he says, people are so weak. We live in such a small percentage of what we can actually do. And it, anyways, it's, it's fascinating. It's challenging me. So I, I, I translate that and how I can do this for God. So here's a couple of things. My, my year of la last year didn't start off that great. Broke up with a girlfriend. Don't worry, it was mutual. <laughs> oh no, what, what does that mean? Okay, uh, I, I quit my job. <laughs> I left my church. That was the beginning. That's all before March. That was 2019. It didn't start off great, but then in March, April, when did we start coming here? March started. We we discovered Avant Life Church. <laughs> right? It's a pretty pretty cool place to be. <laughs> when you when you're looking in the desert and you see an oasis. My response was, oh, does this place exist? I was in the third, fourth row, and I was like, not quite in the front row yet. I wasn't quite that saved yet. I'm sitting in the third row, and I'm like, oh, man. And I saw Mark in the team lead, and I, my heart just skipped a beat. Is this for real? In North Vancouver, this, is this for real? Ran my first marathon. Did actually quite well. Felt horrible. Destroyed the last bunch of races. I'm like, this is all new. I'm like, should I, should I feel this way? Should I want to completely... The words that came out of my mouth when I was running were not very positive. I'm like, I don't feel very good right now. They say, well, how was the run around Stanley Park? It's so beautiful, and it's the last little leg of the race. How did you feel? I hated it. 
I still see it. And I get shivers down my spine because I don't want to go there because it brings back PTSD trauma. So I don't. <laughs> I, I stay away from Stanley Park and anything that's beautiful around here because of the running. Stop running. Uh, I did my first trail race, my first ultra marathon. I, I encountered a bear face to face on my birthday. Actually, it wasn't quite face to face. It was like between this how close. Then I came around the corner. I was excited because it's my birthday and I'm traveling. And I'm hiking. I told you about this. And all of a sudden, I come around the bend and I didn't bring my bear bell or my mace or anything like that, and my gun or anything. I didn't have. I don't have a gun. And I didn't. I came around. And all of a sudden, this bear pops up, and I was as shocked as he was shocked that it was me. He, all of a sudden, I hear this loud rustle in the bushes. I'm like, that is not a squirrel. <laughs> and this bear stands up, and it's almost like face-to-face, -face, and he bolts down about six, six feet. If he only knew how big he was compared to me, he's up on his hind legs, and I, 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 I skirt, screwed it over, and I don't know what happened. I still I, I kind of make up the rest. I don't know what happened, but I was like, I'm not sure what to do. So I turned, don't make eye contact. I turned and looked at the bear. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I says, I'm all good, man. As I'm talking, I'm all good, buddy. It's all good. It's all good. And I'm inside just panicking. Like, I might die. This is, might be at the end of Joel at 38 years old, just on my birthday. But I guess it's a good way to go. I'm on the top of the mountain. I'm, I know Jesus, so we're good. And, 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 I, and, and for the next couple kilometers and miles, I, 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 I let this thing do its thing. All of a sudden, I heard a stomp, like one of those, like, I don't think it was a very soft noise. It was loud. I was still alone. And I'm like, I, I, if he's going to trample me, what do I do? And I just, it was, anyways, the whole time I'm looking back over, but this is, I made it, I didn't die, and we're going to try some more mountains because we can, but that's, this, you say, well, that's silly. That's what I do. What do you do? Should, you, we should get excited for it. Now, I get there's challenges and things and bills to pay, but you've got to let yourself dream. Part of the, the part of the body of Christ, that I think that of the, the church in, in some places, and, and they meant well, but man, you've got to dream. Let Holy Spirit dream through you what you can do. What did he put you on this planet to do? Where can you take your family this year on a trip? You say, well, we don't have that. Believe God. What, what is it that he's placed inside of you? The gifts, the ability, the talents. What does he want you to do? Isaiah 54 verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. This is the Amplified Bible. Spare not. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Enlarge the place of your tent. God, the weird thing with God, he sometimes will, I've noticed this, he, he doesn't give you something and then says to do it. He, he, he usually says, go do this. Stretch out. It's like you're expecting. If, if you've had a child, you know what this is. I'm going to try to butcher my way through this. But there, there's nine months that you get preparation before your child comes. And in that time is time to prep. I don't know what you do. You build a little room or this thing or you, you get some crib, crib stuff or whatever you get you but but it, I, i'm sorry we are butchering it you could tell that i'm definitely not a not a parent but you you do get ready you do get ready because there is a bundle of joy and a bundle of something coming out there eventually and you're excited for it i hope you are and there's a, but that's the way sometimes god works is he will he will he will give you he wants us to dream he wants us to stretch out a hand he goes to the to the widow and he says he says Get as many jars as you can. I'm going to fill it with, with oil. And the, and the Bible says to the extent of her reaching, the extent of her, the ability for her to contain is what she got back. We see God as this little, we see God as a well that if we dip out a little bit, it just takes away from the rest of the world. God is not a well. God is a river. And let me tell you for 2020, your vision, no matter how big it is, it's not taking away from my vision. And your vision here of making more money is not taking away from somebody else. God is abundant. He paves the street with gold. God is, God is incredible vision. What is it that you can do? Enlarge your tent. Believe God. God is doing a new thing.
will we be able to be open to it? First Corinthians 2 verse 9. I think I might have a few of these on the screen. I'm just going to blast through a bunch of them. So if, if I got it, team, you can put them up. First Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, But on the contrary, as the scripture says, What eye has seen, what ear has heard, and not entered in the heart of man, all God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him. Oh, he's talking about heaven, Joel. Now heaven's going to be great. But if God really didn't want us to live on this planet, don't you think, sorry for the little bit of a, uh, after you get saved, you get baptized, we should just maybe keep you under a little longer. Till the, you, you catching my drift? Thank you, a few people caught it. Till the bubbles stop. If, if, we're not going to do it. Come on now. Help me out. I'm, I'll show you. You guys have a good sense of humor. God designed us to live this life large. He doesn't want you just to get saved and then die. So that means that we need to explore this world with God's help to see, experience it to the full. He says, no eye has seen, ear has heard, heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him, gratefully recognizing the benefits he's bestowed. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, I know the plans and the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a great hope and an amazing future. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. 2 Peter 2, 1 verse 3 says, All things have been already been given to us through the intimate knowledge of Christ Jesus. Psalm 84.11, we can keep going. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. 3 John 2, that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. John 10.10, 10, he came to get a, have us a life, an abundant life to the full. Oh, that is good news. 2020 should be something that we get excited about. God, what is God doing in your life? What is God showing you? In order for us to enjoy these new beginnings, the first thing I want to share, I'm going to have four thoughts this, this morning to kind of cap off. I've got 20 minutes to blast through this. New beginnings start with knowing the real Jesus. And I, I'm excited. The reason why I get so excited about God is because he has helped me so much in my life. I'll be blunt with you. If, I, if God doesn't work, I don't want anything to do with it. Do you catch it? If, if it doesn't apply to me as a, when I was a teenager at 19 years old, 18 years old, I was sitting at a party with friends. I drunk, drank lots. I partied. I did drugs. I did everything that I thought I had to do to rebel I was sitting at the side of a house with a case of beer beside me and my girlfriend on the other side. I looked at her and I never, it wasn't spiritual experience. There's no hallelujahs, no angels came down, but I knew there was a heart change going on. I didn't know what it was. And God, I said to her, I said to her as an 18 year old with all of the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. I told her, I looked at her and said, something is going to change. And from that moment on, my desire to drink, to, al to do alcohol, and to party was gone. I didn't know, I, didn't, I wasn't at a church, I wasn't praying, I didn't hang out with God, I wasn't in his word. It, something was just changing. When I got a hold of who Jesus was and started in the process over the next weeks and months of that time and years, all of a sudden I started to see that God loved me for who I was, that God had a plan for me, and it wasn't to squish me like a bug, like an angry God that I was taught. Because religion taught, and maybe the pastors and preachers, that's all they were taught. But that's what we caught was God was mad at you, and he hated you. And that's why he gave you zits, and he gave you uh, whatever you call those things on your feet, that uh, warts. <laughs> you got warts, and you got that God getting mad, and God's angry, and he's bitter, and he's a meanie in heaven just waiting to smite you. That's what I thought. But when I got to know who the real Jesus was, oh, did my heart jump. Oh, did I get excited to run towards him. 
Jesus says this in John 17, 3. I actually got one more before that. Daniel 11, verse 32 says, The people who know their God will do great exploits, one translation says. The people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits for God. That stirs me to know God. Because I want to do great things. I want it for God. I want to do great. I want to see the extent, the, 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 the length, the depth, the breadth of what one person, what a church can do for God. And the Bible says that as we know him, as we take time every day, if you have not done this yet, I don't say it as a ritual. You have to do it. Do it because you've got to just do it. Get the discipline. Get over it. Do it. You are missing out. It's like hanging around the best uncle, the best dad, the best mom, the best. When you hang out, you feel so encouraged. You feel so uplifted. You feel challenged, yet you feel loved. You feel accepted. That's what it's like to get to know the real Jesus. But it's tough. It's tough to really open up to him if you've had a bit of a past. If your mom or your dad weren't the most loving, if you didn't grow up in a great environment at home, sometimes we can translate what was a parent who meant well, maybe, maybe they tried their best, but it's hard not to see God as that. I did for years. My biological dad is in Winnipeg, and I didn't have a great relationship with him growing up. We just didn't see eye to eye. We had a hard time. Get, I had a hard time getting along with him. It's gotten better over the years, but we're still not really close. And it, it breaks my heart. It does, it, it, it does, it hurts because it's not what I, I, I really want. And, and God provides. He does. He heals. He's brought the Friesen family into my world, their family to me. I, I don't know anything else, but, but, but it, it's not how it should be. But I, tell, I, I tell you guys, it's been really hard at times to, to let go of that and, and let God be God. And by that I mean let God be and let him love on you the way a father. Because even my dad is, and I could tell him to this face, if, if he meant well, but God will help wherever those that was limited, wherever your mom or your dad could not. So we don't have to feel this, um, what's this, where we don't have to feel like a victim. Like, I, 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 because of this bad thing that happened, now I can't. I missed out. God will heal you if we will allow him to. Part of 2020 might be healing. It might be God restoring you. It might be God bringing a new vision into your heart because you, you, you feel this anger or hatred or, 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 or unforgiveness to a parent. And God wants to help walk you through that. And you may not want to. It might take you a little while, but God wants to heal because God is the father to the fatherless. I have seen him in my own life. If you go through that, I don't know why I'm going this way, but I, I know that in a group of this setting even, you could have great parents, and sometimes they miss it. Parents just do. They're not perfect. But if you will allow God, if you will allow God, Father God, to, to, to heal you or a mother, mother you, God, God is he's the best of both worlds. He wants to bring that back into healing and restoration into your life. That's what God does. And when I started to see God and I'm starting to see Father God, I could fall in love with him because he helps me. And he heals me. And he helps me overcome low self-worth. And he helps me to want to take pictures because when I first hung out with you guys, I didn't want my picture taken. I was, oof. <laughs> we don't want to go there. It, I was not a very, I, I, I had this low self-worth and I still sometimes fight with it. You see confidence sometimes up here, but sometimes it's a fight. 
But God helps me in those areas to believe that I can do it. To believe that I'm standing on a stage to preach. Because it's not, it's, it's pretty intimidating. But God put it in me. And not only did he put it in, I wonder he put it in you. He wants to help you through the journey. He wants to help you in the process. John 17, verse 3, Jesus, and I can just hear his, his cry as he's praying to God. What a beautiful prayer. He says, this is eternal life. To know, to perceive, to recognize, to become acquainted with, to understand you, God. The only, the true God, and likewise to know him, Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Paul, the Apostle Paul in, in Philippians 3 says, oh, that I would know him. The Apostle Paul knew everything. This guy, if this guy, if, if you ever wanted to understand somebody who was knowledgeable and understood every bit of the Torah and the, and the religious sect in that day, it was Paul. This guy was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Read this guy's status. This guy was it. This guy knew everything about every. This guy was phenomenal, and yet he says, I count everything, every bit of status, everything I ever gained, everything I ever had, as nothing compared to knowing Jesus. If there's one thing we can do in 2020, that's number one. There's a few points coming up, but number one is do you know him? Will we take time this year to get to know him, to foster that relationship with him? If you don't know how to do that, we would love, love, love to walk you through it. It's a process. You don't finish it by 2021. It's ongoing like you do with a parent. You want to get to know them more. Number two. We're doing all right? New beginnings. Start relying on a new, start with relying on a new guidance system. John 16, verse 13 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole, the full truth. He will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come, that will happen in the future. Can I get a little bit excited about that for a second? Did you, did you, did we just read this? Look, look at that last part. And he will announce to you and declare to you, what does he say? The things that are to come. The world goes to tarot cards. The world goes to palm reading. The world goes to, what are those people called who tell the future, fortune tellers, future tellers. And everybody wants to know what's going to happen. What's going to happen if you know the, get the edge in business? What's going to happen? What's the new thing out there about uh, being the best with the best this athlete and this? How, what's the best way of doing it? And, and the world wants to know. Did you know that the Holy Spirit wants to tell you? There's a guy in the world of construction, the world that I'm in, and he, he created, um, he was a Christian guy, believer, and he got an idea from his time with God to create this massive earth-moving machine. And I don't know, there's a, I think it's Letourneau, I think his name is. Uh, but this guy is a brilliant man who created these massive machines that move when you have to clear out like incredible amounts of rock and earth and etc. You use huge bulldozers and all this stuff to do it. Huge trucks. He created, he had this picture of one. And so through that, through his time with God, he created this thing and is doing amazing. He's able to give a huge percent. I think he lives off of 5% of his income. Most, we won't go there. 5%. And he's probably doing well. But he gives away so much. This is, and God showed him what he could do. I wonder what creativity and style. Film, what are you in? Film, quit relying. We rely so much on ourselves, and, our, and we think it's weakness to go to God and ask. But the Bible says he wants to show you. The Bible says that when the Spirit comes, one of the things he does is he shows you dreams and visions. It's not weird, that, not some weird, lucid uh, thing, a little bit of an acid trip kind of thing. That's, that's a different style. But when you get a dream and a vision from God, it is life-giving. All of a sudden, he shows you things to come. He might show you through a desire. All of a sudden, trail running. 
I, what is this God? And I love it. I can't believe it. I've spent so much time in because it's so it's healthy most of the time, and and it, it does really. But what is it that He wants to show you? Going to school, maybe it's all of a sudden you go, wow, I never thought of that. Holy Spirit wants to show you, but maybe about work, what you can do, what you can say to your boss rather than get mad again. How how can you do that? He wants to show you in a relationship how you can better. He wants to show you what's to come, but too often we don't go to Holy Spirit to ask, to fellowship. I thank God that I can pray and pray in other tongues. There's something that we believe is Bible, through and through the Bible, about praying in the Spirit. Whether you believe that or not is, is between you and God, but I, I, I see it through and through, and I rely on it heavily. Before I preach a message, man, I, I will preach it. I will practice this thing, and I, will, I, I, was up, I was just constantly working on it, but at some point, the mind just can keep going and figuring out and fearing and all the rest. How can I do this? What can I say? And I just got to stop. Holy Spirit, you know what's going on. And so I just pray, praying in the Holy Spirit. You can do, I do it at work. I don't do it out loud. I don't bellow. I, I just do it under my breath. If I need, if I got some time alone, I do it when I'm in the bathroom. If, I, if that's the only way I can get away, I do it because it starts, the Bible says that it starts to churn up and work up your spirit. It gives you strength. It gives you tenacity. It gives you boldness because I was not. Because if I'm left to my own, I am a weak coward. I am dead serious. But when Holy Spirit comes in, he starts giving you boldness. Why did Peter and James and John go from these guys who denied him, ran away from him at his crucifixion? Next thing you know, he's healing people. He, Peter got crucified. He did. If you don't know the story, he got, the Bible says that he did. He went from a, it was because he, had, he got filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with power and passion from on high. Jesus said, wait, you, don't want, you do not want to miss what I have for you. Do not go into ministry. Don't go into Jerusalem. Don't go to Spain. Don't go to Russia. Don't go wherever you're going to go without getting filled with the Spirit. The Spirit will show you things to come. Let's follow his leading. Number three, new beginnings start with stepping out to try new things. Sometimes you just got to try it. The first time I did a cliff jump, <laughs> it's scary. You ever done that? Where you're, you're, you're on the edge of a very normal, safe place called a rock. And there's this cool concept, we should jump. <laughs> and then you, then you come over here, because we did it in lakes in Winnipeg, because there, there was no ocean there, just so in case you didn't know, unless you go up to the north, was like, not North Pole, but close to it, there's the, uh, or Churchill, what's that one place called? The Bay of Fun, no, Bay of Funny, Churchill Bay, Hudson uh, Bay, thank you, my geometry, geography is a little off, geometry. <laughs> what are we talking about? It's cliff jumping. And you get into, the, and then you jump, and you finally get the courage to jump off like a 20-footer, it's scary because you fall for quite a while. I wasn't like this guy at the swimming pools growing up where you would jump off those high dive. I just didn't like that kind of stuff. But you jump off a 20 and you're like, oh, I hope I don't hit a rock first of all because you really don't know if there's going to be a rock that sticks up and just gets you. So make sure you just pray before you do it. Jesus, I know, well, I do know him. So 20, and, and you jump and you land and, and, and you get in the water and you get cold because the Pacific Ocean is freezing even in August. It is so cold. And then you're not sure if, you're, if, they fall, if I go in. Is there going to be a seal that's going to get me? Is there going to be a shark or maybe Loch Ness Monster exists over here? I don't know what's going to... Because you go th these things are going through my head. Maybe not you, but my, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen if I jump. And then we went to the 30-footer. And then as I got up, because the 20, I was all good with. I'd done it before. I'm kind of like a little bit, got a little bit of a, hit, uh, a dip in my step. I'm kind of like, uh, I can do this. All these young people around me. And I showed them like a 20 foot, no problem. I get, I start walking up to the 30. And you got to be careful you don't fall because it's craggly and rocky and stuff. And I get to the top of the 32, uh, to 32-footer, and I'm, and all of a sudden, it's like when you're going to ask that girl to hold her hand for the first time, ask her out, ask her to marry you, 
ask her for a bowl of soup. I don't know what you do. And, and, and your heart just starts stuttering. Your heart starts puttering or whatever you call that. And you're a little bit scared and you're not sure if you can do this, but you've, you've committed already because you're there and you're, you're like me. You got to do it. You look down and you go, oh, Jesus, here we go. And you jump and you fall and you keep falling and then you hit the water and you, you don't die and sharks don't eat you and you're excited and then you get back up and then the, the guy asks you, oh, we got to check out the next height. So we went to Lions Bay where there's different heights and you can go from 5 to 10 to 20 to 30 to, then there's one that's like, there's guys who climb up these trees. They have this, this guy actually, um, uh, what did he do? He put, he screwed in or hammered in these little things that you, to create a ladder that can get up to the top so you can jump off 60, 70, 80 feet and they got to swing up there. It, the guys, there's some guys who were just nuts. The, the, the part that scared me was the fact that these 13-year-old guys, these 13-year-old guys, 13-year-old guys, Joel's 37 at the time, 13-year-old guys are doing like gainers. You know what that is where you, you're off the cliff like this and you, so and I think it's a gainer where you jump and do a backflip. You know that? Okay. So you, you do a backflip without hitting your head. And these kids, are, I, I, I film them because I'm like, I want to get in on this. So I'm, I don't want to jump, but I want to film them. So I'm filming them doing this. These guys doing a gainer. There's other kids like this, and he's jumping, and he's doing all. And anyhow, so we go up to the 60-some, 60 64-footer. And he said, depending on the tide, it's either like 60 or 80, depending on where the tide's at. It was about 60, the guy said at the time. And, I, and, and the one guy says, you got to try it. So he goes. He, 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 it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't even, hey, let's just have a moment of silence here as we just kind of ponder and contemplate. Because you know how that is, right? When you, when you want to do something, but you're scared stiff. You don't want to show your fear, but you're just shaking. Joel, you haven't even been in the water yet. I know. <laughs> scared. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And, 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 you, and the guy went, and I'm like, I cannot go. He was the guy I was with, and we agreed to do it. And he went without even con asking me if I was ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready, but I got to go because if he goes the whole ride home, I'm going to hear about it. So you run back, and this is one of those where you can't really see the edge. It's kind of it's slanted a bit. So you run, and that's the edge, and you run, and you run, and you're, you're just, again, hoping that you push off far enough. that Because, again, you don't know. You know it's safe because other guys have done it and not died. Most people live. And, but you, you, you jump out, and, you, and, and I did, and I landed. I wore shoes because I knew that was smart. The smack, of the, the smack of your feet on the water is, is really painful. But what, what happened was I, you, I pencil dived it, landed on my feet, uh, but I forgot to tip my toes. So that it was a smack, but it didn't hurt because I had shoes on. But then what happened was I didn't, I didn't give my legs enough strength. I didn't stiffen my legs. And so I went down. And as soon as I hit the water, enough force, because 64 feet, you hit, I don't know, I think it's almost three seconds of free fall. You, have a, you can have a full-on conversation with your mom. You can call your mom and say, hey, mom, how's it going? What are you doing? I'm just flying in the air right now. Hope I don't die. You, it's a long time. You have a lot of, you have a conscious thought in that time. I should have hit the water by now. Land, hit this thing, bam, hit the side. And my, the backside of my, of my, what's it called? Hamstring. I, I, I bruised it. My tailbone, I was, I, it was smack. It was so loud, everybody, because when you get up, everybody's excited because there's a whole, there's like probably about 50 or 60 people watching and hanging out. It's just a good time. It's really fun. But as I did it, I popped up my head. I'm like, Ugh! I'm like, because it's now into the ice cold water, and these guys are like, ooh, that one hurt, hey man. I'm like, yeah, I did. Now I'm freezing. I'm dying. My legs are hurt. My 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 spine is out because I just landed improperly. I got to go to the Cairo because my neck, I think, snapped. It honestly, it was really not pleasant. It was it was really painful, but I did it. And now I can sit up here with you guys and I can talk about it. I did it. And you'll say, Joel, we should do it again. Nope. I don't want to do, I might go in the 30 again, but the 60, I don't know if I'll ever, that was, that one just took too much out of me. But that's how God is. He wants you to take a risk. 
He wants me to cliff jump, okay? <laughs> Amos says, yes, amen, let's do that one. He wants you to try something new. But if you've done it a hundred times, don't you know? It's, you, don't even, you don't even bat an eye. What are you good at? You're so good at it. You can do it in your sleep, and you're, everybody sees it. But what, are you stepping out? What can you step out to do for the first time this year? I ran a trail race. I, ran, went, I did a marathon I told you about in May. I got 40 seconds. I got to wrap this up. And I had no idea. I, I mean, I trained based on a, an email off of the internet because I had no idea how to train. So I, I pulled off a training thing from there, and they're pretty good to give you whatever it needs to do to, to get it. But food-wise and different things, I didn't know how to prep. And I get to there, and I don't even know where to start. I, I, I get to the, the place, I just see a whole bunch of bodies, and you just got to follow the crowd. You don't, haven't done it before, you just got to follow. So I finally find the place where I'm supposed to go. I, I go, go to run, um, I get into the area because they have different sections depending on how good you are. You can get into the front section versus the second, third, fourth, depending on what time you think you're going to finish. And so I didn't even know. I'm kind of meandering through this thing, looking at my tag. It's, it's a black tag, and other people have this tag and this color. I'm in this area, and I find out that I'm like, this is kind of weird because all these, like, pristine runners who are going to do it in, like, two and a half hours to, f- to three hours, these guys are, and girls are legit. They are f- full on. And I, here's Joel, first time running a marathon. He's, I'm hanging out with these guys. I'm like, something's not right here. And I'm in the, I find out that as the, 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 the gun goes off or whatever they do, I'm in the wrong stall. So all of a sudden, everybody goes, and there's this kind of this 20, to, I haven't even told anybody about this, 20 to 30 second like kind of dead space where they wait for that group to go and get ahead, and then the next, they send the next group in. 30 kilometers in, and my body feels like it's just been run over by a truck. And I don't know how to handle it because I'm in pain, and my legs hurt, and my ankles hurt, and my ankles really hurt, and my lungs feel like they're going to explode, and I just want to go, and I just want to jump. I don't want to go anymore. Mom, help me. <laughs> and, you, and I did it for the first time, and we finished, and I found out the time was pretty decent. And now we sign up for more because you try it once and you realize it didn't kill you. Let's try another one. Let's do something else. What is it that God has placed in you? And if we're not careful, we get so scared of what people will think. And we get so scared of what, and we, 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 don't, we forget to look to what our Father thinks. My guess is faith, stepping out in faith this year is going to be challenging for you. And one of the ways it will is because maybe it's to step out to do something for the first time. Maybe it's to lead a life group here at church. Well, Joel, I've never done it before. Maybe it's for the first time for you to start praying openly in front of your family or, or, or in front of your peers. Maybe it's for the first time, maybe it's sharing your faith at work and you're scared and I'm not sure how to do it. I don't know how to do it. You just do it. Maybe it's starting to get into your passion of leading worship or you feel God calling you to art or, being, or some kind of thing where you need to step out and for the first time. What is God speaking to you? 2020 is going to be the greatest year. I believe so. What will we do when God, Holy Spirit, comes knocking on your heart? Let's try this. Are you ready? We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love you to subscribe to our weekly podcast. Other ways you can connect with Avant Life is through YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Or check out our website at avantlifechurch.com.